You're listening to True Oceans Vibe Radio. This is Nadia Hearn with On the Flip Side, your only PR and marketing talk show aimed at small business owners in South Africa. As you all know, we've been covering a special segment for COVID-19 and with under lockdown regulations, today we're speaking to your new guest, Rahma Solomon, and she's going to chat to us about how business owners can look at changing and be more compliant to the COVID post lockdown situation in the workspaces as we all start thinking about how we're going to reintegrate our workers, staff, employees and teams and maybe even customers into our businesses and workspaces. So welcome Rahma. Thank you for having me. Hi Nadia. Such a pleasure. And um, really very, very important topic that we need to cover today as we all kind of set upon the week where we know that by Friday, level four lockdown regulations will be in place. So, but before we get cracking uh, with this topic that, um, that I'm very keen to speak to you about, let's take a little bit of a step back since this is your first uh, guest uh, radio appearance on the flip side. Rahma Simon is the founder and a founding director and pioneer behind Vortex Design Solutions. They're doing breaking industry, um, they're breaking, rather breaking industry barriers by creating dynamic full service architectural interior design solutions. They also work in construction in terms of building compliance. It's a female-led company. And um, Rahma, perhaps you can give us a little bit of a introduction to yourself. It's always better to hear it from the actual person. Tell us more about Rahma and how you've come about to be the director of Vortex Design Solutions. And then also tell us a little bit more about the actual organization. Um, also female-led, very in, in impressive in terms of, um, you know, the industry you guys are working in, in terms of the construction building industry. So really keen to hear more about yourself and the organization, what you guys do also to help small businesses before we move into the topic. Thank you, Nadia. So um, I started the company around five years ago. Um, and we've evolved quite a bit over the last five years. We do, we work in the commercial and retail industries. Uh, when we started, we worked a little bit only in commercial, and that was for full turnkey, which is your walls, your floors, your ceilings, electrical, aircon, anything that our clients need, as well as bespoke services for furniture and full project management. We've got two great guys at the moment um, who run out in the morning um, and can't wait to get on site to make sure that everything is <laughs> me. And then the other beautiful thing is that we work nationwide. So we've got a team up in Johannesburg who um, service that area as well as the Durban area. Um, and then over the years, we've, we've tried very hard to always develop solutions for our clients that are tailored to their brands, tailored to their needs really um, getting to know our clients and how to service the brand and their departments and how they work together. So that's really the ethos of our business at the moment um, and how we work in the industry. Uh, clients that we service to date uh, are anybody between Weber Wenzel, Rescura, Kaplan, but we also work a lot with uh, the smaller companies and boutique companies. So any startups that are trying to get off the ground, 
helping them build their brands. And then we love only using local suppliers. So anybody that um, we can help work together and collaborate with us, whether that be other design companies, other architectural firms, um, in conjunction with our electricians, our plumbers, and our building construction teams. Fantastic. So today, um, off the back of our national address that came in, um, we heard the amazing news that some of our sectors in business can presume work. And even though it's limited to some extent, I think that regardless of the fact that not everybody may be able to go back to the workspaces um, as of next week, I think that the um, from a business owner perspective and a lot of the, the organizations that do perhaps some sort of facility management or building management, it's the time now to start with strategies and thinking around how we can accommodate. Um, even post level four, I think that, you know, the COVID virus is not going to um, be gone per se, and there's still going to be a lot of compliance that needs to happen. Um, but also, I think, uh, Rachma, and I think you can agree with me on this point, even though there is some very strict um, rules and regulations, as human beings, I think that we want to keep our workforce safe. We want to keep our teams and our customers safe. And we do want to do our part as well as from a business community and a business owner to make sure that we are compliant and that we are doing that also from a perspective of being accountable um, in our workspaces and as we trade. Um, so even though um, a lot of our tests are really about what is it, what is it that they need to be doing and looking at, I think it's also important to stretch that from a humanity perspective, that we all could, you know, buy into being 100% accountable um, for how we manage this um, process. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we've been doing extensive research on the government portal in terms of which businesses are allowed to go back so that we can structure our product to suit um, the individual markets that are going back at the moment mm. and come up with solutions for their specific industries. Uh, something like the financial and business services where essential services can go back. Um, looking at how their offices are laid out for call centers, for example, we know that call centers are one of the most densely populated offices. So looking at how everybody who's currently financially stretched at the moment doesn't need to purchase new furniture or look at entirely redoing their offices, giving them solutions and measures that can be implemented by taking existing workstations and adding on sufficient screening that can prevent droplets from traveling between their staff members, also giving them sufficient movable hand sanitizing stations because once we go back, it'll also be trial and error. Um, anything that an employer invests in will need to be tested. They'll need to see how their staff interact with the solutions that they're providing for them. And they don't want to necessarily be laying out money that isn't going to prove effective. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the solutions we're trying to come up with now is going to be um, things that are modular, practical, and can be moved around the office 
to suit different areas and different habits that people are going to adopt now because we, we feel that anything we do cannot be a temporary measure. It's going to have to be a sustainable um, implementation for the foreseeable future. I don't believe anybody can go back to working how we supposedly currently work, how we um, take deliveries, how we do distribution, how we um, interact in canteens and workspaces. Um, even things like looking at how people meet. Zoom is effective, but only to a point. You know, people still need to be um, in a certain amount of proximity from each other to see that everybody still needs to look after their mental health. Um, but in, in level four, they've been saying that they're going to introduce workforce back between 25 and 50%. And again, it's for the government to test and see how far can they push the workforce um, while adapting very strict measures before they need to revert back to level five. So it's going to be a concerted effort from employees and employers to implement both the very strict codes, but also for people to stick to it. Um, small things like when we travel on transport to the office, it doesn't help that we travel on transport without being safe and then get to the office and then put on our mask. You know, everything is going to have to be um, very carefully minded from the time we leave our homes through transport, coming into a building, how we interact in a lift or a lobby, what is automated from the lift through turnstiles, past security, into a front door of an office with automation without, um, past reception guards on reception desks, into workspaces at the back. Is there sufficient screening? Am I far enough away from my colleague in order to concentrate on my work and not concentrate on who's walking past me and breathing on me? You know, there's so many tiny measures to be taken into account that all eventually add up to how safe people are going to be in their various industries at the end of the day. Absolutely. So Rahma, I think that uh, there are certainly many aspects to consider. And I think, again, um, it can become a little bit overwhelming <laughs> in the best of times. And what I am hearing is that you guys have taken quite a lot of um, put in a, quite a lot of consideration rather into how you are able to help businesses to overcome all these different aspects that needs to be considered. So perhaps we can just start off with what level four means for businesses and business owners and where to start. So for us, three main areas of where to start. Level four means that the government's allowing some activity to resume, but they're going to limit community transmission and prevent outbreaks as far as possible. So the three main areas for business to focus on at the moment is surveillance. They need to survey everybody who's coming to work, everybody who's leaving work, um, and then any risk of transmission. Then risk assessment. What are the measures that they're taking to measure the risk of how many people they're letting work at any given time? Um, and how does that also affect their bottom line? So there's always going to be a balancing act between um, who gets to work at home, who gets to work at the office, um, and how to measure that against um, their current numbers every month. And then the third one, prevention for the section. There is going to be capital outlay um, even though we're all under strain at the moment um, in order to prevent the spread of infection. Because in the long term, 
um, a little money spent up front now in order to protect everybody is going to go a much longer way um, if you can keep everybody safe. So for us, the three areas, surveillance, risk assessment, and prevention um, of the spread are the three main areas I believe businesses need to focus on um, going forward to safeguard their business, their staff, um, and basically the economy as a whole. Absolutely. So what um, are the actions that needs to be taken now and who needs to um, start implementing? So for us landlords, um, being the first port of call from the time that you enter a building um, with automated gates and automated doors um, to prevent people from touching door handles. So doors can very easily be automated. Um, if everybody has biometric access control, those can be changed to card access control. If there is a security guard seated behind the desk, he can let people in with a touch button. There are no touch sensors that are very cost effective to implement that people can just wave their hand in front of to open or close a door. Doors can also be set on timers so that they stay open between eight and five um, and then they're closed at night so that it allows people to come in and out if that is a more cost effective solution for companies. And then also when it comes to screening um, in open plan areas, screens that can be suspended from the ceiling so that they are completely um, sectioned off from different people. They are also longer length screens that can be purchased off the shelf and put between workers so that they um, are more screened off for better privacy. Then with regards to technology, um, I believe people need to also look outside the box at the, at the better uses of technology to enable workers to interact with their colleagues who are at home and while they are in the office and that they get a chance to possibly rotate their work staff. So some people who come in twice or thrice a week get to rotate with other staff members and they have them live streaming possibly at their clusters of workstations so that there's constant interaction to keep the flow of work um, prevalent at all times. And then also looking at if there were any um, previous surfaces that were designed in the office that were maybe not the most practical, but they were beautiful. And they can be looked to be replaced with stone tops um, or glass, things that can be cleaned and wiped off easily. Those for us are the most immediate areas that can be addressed while we move forward back into business. Absolutely. <clears throat> I think that, um, I don't know if you want to add anything to what um, specifics needs to be considered around uh, workplace protocols. So protocols, I think, would be um, definitely turning your receptionists and your caterers into possibly mandated hygiene officers. They could be the people that um, enforce the regulations that you put in place for staff to um, adhere to and adopting basic clean habits for all staff around the space, putting up posters that, and they don't need to be um, just ad hoc things on every corner. You know, it could be as you enter the canteen, these are the following rules that need to apply. Or as you, before you go to the bathroom, consider these three things um, on your route. Or when you come in in the morning, consider these three things about your colleagues. 
you know, the, the posters that, that go up and the information and how we educate people um, can go the extra level so that everybody becomes an active citizen um, for what we're trying to fight at the moment. Yeah, excellent, um, excellent advice. I also wanted to ask about, um, you know, how people um, can comply maybe around um, implementing public health protocols. Um, I don't know if there's anything on that side you wanted to add or if we kind of covered it. So public health protocols, um, in the compliance side and when we busy with building council, we currently, one of the stringent rules that we have to adhere to is uh, fresh air supply. So over the years, we've always um, supplied aircon to people, which is whether or not the space is hot or cold. And we've also adhered to fire regulations. So that was making passages 1.5 high, making sure that 1.5 wide, making sure that there's sufficient lighting for people in a, in a fire situation. But what we can also do now going forward is making sure that there is definitely fresh air. Um, a lot of buildings we find that we go into, we're installing fresh air for the first time, you know, which leads to employees getting sick um, and leads to germs being spread if you're constantly breathing in the same recycled air all the time. Uh, people could look at leaving the front door and possibly a fire escape open um, and fire escapes could be put on systems that close in the event of a, of a smoke alarm, um, but left open during the day to get air to move through spaces. Um, all these items engineers need to be consulted on um, and we can sit with our engineers and, and come up with suitable solutions for different buildings um, to find out where the, most, where the most good can be done together with them as the professionals to make sure that for the, for the sake of the people um, occupying the space, um, we can make sure that building compliance and the health regulations are, are one and the same going forward. Absolutely. I, um, I think there are so many um, smaller, smaller things that we can maybe um, also discuss um, in the future. And I think that potentially as um, our levels of um, lockdown changes um, into going more and more into um, maybe less restricted um, trade, I think that I think that things may may start differing. However, I do think that the basics, Rahma, um, and I think that's what I'm hearing, will remain the same around sanitizing um, areas and you know keeping some sort of um, distance um, between people while they're working. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts are around around that moving moving forward um, to level maybe to um, a different level in the future and how that will be different maybe uh, level four to level three. So uh, definitely definitely keeping the two meter radius. I think to be to be mindful of that at, at all given times. Even when it comes to retail stores, if there are caches that are close, too close to each other, um, for people to have practice patience and tolerance, um, because caches will need to be moved further apart. Then in workplaces and open plan spaces, where employers might need to rent more space in order to move their staff further apart, 
Um, and also we've got solutions where we can even put up, um, they're not temporary walls, but they are, you could call it makeshift offices that don't require major construction. That can also be constructed um, and moved around as staff see fit um, to, to test what would work best um, mm -hmm. in their office spaces. So offices can literally be redesigned with practical methods um, that can be moved around. People don't need to undergo major construction um, if they don't, if they are not by the means to, in order to adapt their spaces to the new way of working. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to um, people who have been financially, um, you know, literally taken apart by what's happened, um, items to consider is also dividing your space up and subletting to tenants who have gone through the same thing, where two financial companies, um, financial investment companies can maybe share space going forward if one has been forced out of, um, you know, and no longer being able to honor their previous obligations in one building, they could share with another company in another building. Those are also things that we can help look at. Um, Absolutely. We also understand, yeah, what everybody's going through at the moment. All right. So um, just to, to rehash around what you guys have tailored in terms of solutions that you see can be helpful. So with regards to interiors, the people who have been struggling with being able to keep up with their monthly um, commitments can also look at subletting their spaces to other companies who are similar. So for example, two investment companies where one could not uh, manage to keep their lease could be renting from another investment company who's now has additional space because they couldn't keep all of their staff. So those are also areas where we can assist businesses um, look at space. We have a complimentary service at the moment that we're offering companies um, to help them make those decisions because we understand that if you're under financial duress, um, you know, making those decisions, hiring a designer is not really um, feasible right now. So those are areas we look at. We've got a supplier who's busy making um, COVID testing stations. They are, it's an actual box that someone stands inside with an area for gloves where you put your hands through and mm -hmm. that person can actually do testing for an entire call center and be protected on all three sides. So it looks like a, tele, a glass telephone booth, if wow. you can picture that. Mm -hmm. um, there's one for indoor and then there's an all weather one where you step inside and you close um, all around, depending on the, the severity um, of how many people there are and, and how safe you want to feel. So there's, those that are currently available to literally be ordered and dropped off. We will be adding it to our Facebook page this coming week so that people can purchase and, and do inquiries. Um, then also with regards to people who need to be in offices, um, whether that is for mental health or depending on the size of the workforce in their offices, if half of them can work from home and the office can be redesigned to accommodate offices for everybody who's left over, there are um, quick ways of introducing that with screened offices instead of built offices. Um, so we've got a supplier who's very um, good at that. Uh, we also have for the building construction trade, we've been working on what do we do instead of just for our clients, but also for our workforce. So people who are our suppliers who have been working alongside us all this time on solutions, um, on the most efficient way to get their PPNE, which is health and safety clothing up to code 
and up to standard when they work on site. Um, so the correct masks, perspex masks that fit over cloth masks on their faces, how to rearrange our project management schedules so that we limit the amount of people on site at any given time, how to adapt our um, installation procedures to adhere to the government's curfew, um, and then how to effectively communicate that between our clients and our suppliers so that we get everybody working together as one team so that nobody from our workforce is infecting a client's area and vice versa. Absolutely. Rachma, from our conversation today, if there is one thing that um, is really crucial for business owners to focus on and to move ahead with, what would that be? So for us, it's first of all, finding out who can trade and um, when they will be allowed to go back to business so that they can plan efficiently. And there's a good website up at the moment called www.canwetrade.co.za. And you can log on and basically answer questions as to which area you fall in, um, when you can go back to work, and they will send you information regarding all of that, as well as keep you um, up to speed on what comes next. So it's a website that's currently um, in progress of being set up. Um, and I think it's, it's necessary that all companies um, log on to that in addition to all the information that's been put out by government um, and actually find out when they can go back and the best method of them returning to the industry. And then um, once they know where they're going and how they're going, they're welcome to contact us for assistance in that respect. Perfect. On that note, Rahma, as we wrap up, would you like to share um, some contract information for those who would like to get in contact that needs um, to consult or need some of your advice urgently and also perhaps your websites and social media handles? Thank you. Uh, people can reach us at hello at Vortex Design Solutions with an S dot com. And our website address is www.vortexdesignsolutions.com. You can also reach us on Facebook at Vortex Design Solutions. We'll be happy to assist nationwide. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time and all your information that you shared with us. I'm sure that uh, we'll have you back on the show soon. And there is so much more to actually share and talk about as we all move into the new level um, of lockdown and yeah, getting our economy back on track. Thanks, Rahma, Thank and have a good week. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Nadine. Such a pleasure.